What's up, guys? This episode this week is going to be slightly different than our usual for a lot of reasons, but we've had a bunch of stories that we've wanted to share that didn't make it onto other podcasts that are great stories. And so we decided this week we we're going to give you guys the opportunity to hear those. I have Emily here on the line with me. Hi. Uh, Emily is my assistant. Slash manager. <laughs> slash manager. Um, she takes care of a lot of things behind the scenes, especially when we're recording. But with everything going on, it's uh, much easier to do things the way we're doing now. So the first section will be post-discharge relationships from the very first episode. And I hope you enjoy what we're calling story time with EB. I used to work in an ICU. And one night, someone grabbed me to translate for a patient that spoke the same language as me. She needed an emergency procedure, but none of her kids who had been translating for her were there that night. I held her hand the entire time, and I tried my best to keep her calm for the procedure. The next day, her son came in and was totally gorgeous. I guess she wouldn't stop telling him about me, and he came to ask me out because his mother insisted. We ended up going on a date. He was super sweet, a total gentleman. And we had a great time, but there was no chemistry. We talked about going out again, but it never happened. We didn't keep in touch besides being Facebook friends, and we both married other people about a year later. Fast forward many years, and my grandma says she has a funny story to tell me. She recently made a new friend. Some lady heard her speaking the same language while she was grocery shopping and came to say hi. They ended up hanging out and actually becoming friends. Well, the first time the lady comes to my grandma's house, she sees wedding photos up on the wall and flips out, asking my grandma who I am. The woman proceeds to tell my grandmother I saved her life when she was in the hospital because she didn't understand what the doctors wanted her to do and she was refusing, which was cute, but a little over the top. I guess she never stopped bugging her son to date me and marry me so I could be her daughter-in-law. That's cute, though. Crazy coincidence. Yeah, small, small world. All right, next story. I've stayed in touch with multiple patients after their discharge. One was a 30-year-old young lady who was with us for a month. She was a difficult patient and didn't get along with any of the staff. I developed a close relationship with her and tried to understand where she was coming from, and she really appreciated it. I'll never forget her. We added each other on Facebook, and I still keep in touch with her and stay updated on her condition. Another patient was around my age and was admitted for a few days when I was working a stretch of multiple days in a row. He was pretty flirty, but I brushed it off. I mentioned I had a boyfriend, and when he was being discharged, he gave me a piece of paper with his name and Instagram handle on it. He said, I didn't realize you had a boyfriend, but I would like to just be friends. I don't know if that's like a denial to her. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, I'm just going to still get in here and just kind of see what happens. That's what that is. That's why I gave her the Instagram handle. He's waiting to see if they break up. I believe you. Um... Yeah, I mean, as a guy, I'm just giving you guys the inside scoop here. Anyways, back to the story. I didn't feel weird about it, so I followed him, and he's been totally appropriate and hasn't messaged me or anything. So she never broke up with her boyfriend. Yeah, he was he was waiting, which, that's good. You gotta, nothing wrong with lying in wait, being respectable. Another patient was in his 60s and with us for a while. Very sweet guy, very spiritual and he liked to talk a lot. I had him every shift for weeks, so I created a pretty good relationship with him. He told me I had a beautiful aura. He was so kind. He was recently readmitted and was so happy to see me and was really excited when I told him I was going back to school. I gave him my phone number and he'll text me on holidays wishing me and my family well, and occasionally will send me a nice quote or something that made him think of me or just nurses in general. 
It all sounds weird, I know. It's not typical to have any relationship with patients after discharge. But each of these instances feel very normal to me. It doesn't feel like any boundaries were crossed. I know a lot of people may disagree, but I love people and I love creating relationships with people. It is what it is. That's a nice story. Yeah, I think the general rule for anyone is like you try to just leave it at discharge. Have but you ever given your information out? I have given out my Facebook, but I've never given out my number or anything. Me neither. Yeah. All right, next story. I am an ED nurse, and one night at around 2 a.m., my shift started slowing down, and I noticed this man sitting in a wheelchair in the ambulatory care area of the ED. I hadn't noticed him go see the doctor, which could have happened while I was on my break. I went up to the man, who must have been in his late 70s, early 80s at the time, and I asked him if he had seen the doctor. He said he was waiting for a friend to pick him up because he was discharged at 11 a.m. the day before, and it had been snowing all day, and he didn't want to bother us. I was like sweet old man. Yeah, that's actually super sad. I was so sad that he had been waiting that long, and I was the first person to realize it. I wish I had noticed sooner. So I asked my charge nurse if we could place him in a bed for the night and have some home services set up for him during day shift. So we did that. He was referred to patient rehab twice a week at my hospital, and every day he was there, he would come down to the emergency department and bring me a coffee and tell anyone that walked by that I saved his life. This was five years ago. Since then, I've never been his nurse, as he's always placed in areas where I don't work. After about two years, I started running into him regularly outside of work, which was strange because I didn't live in the city I worked in. I would run into him at car shows, and every time he would tell anyone who would listen, there's the nurse who saved my life. He was so sweet, kind, funny, and had so many stories and was always positive. When my dad died at a different hospital, I went outside to take a breath, and there he was. I couldn't believe it. He put a smile on my face, wished me well, and continued on to where he was going. Not too long ago, he arrived at my hospital with a broken bone. He had lots of friends and one family member who lived further away than I did. He had surgery and was admitted, so I gave him and his family my phone number to reach me if they needed anything or if they wanted me to bring him coffee while upstairs. He called me one to three times a week. I encouraged him to do rehab prior to going home alone to ensure that he would be okay by himself. One thing we had in common was our love for Elvis. Strange how many things we had in common with such a large age difference, 40 plus years. He had a friend who impersonated Elvis, so we would often talk about going to see him perform. While he was in rehab, they had a show and he called me asking me to come. So I went and it was awesome. He recently coded at my hospital on a day I was not working. Everyone working knew we were friends and they all wanted to tell me but couldn't. Thankfully, his family members were able to and I was able to go to the ICU and say my goodbyes. Every visitor that I was introduced to knew who I was. The nurse who saved his life. I really didn't. I just put him in a bed and I really miss him. All right, so we are on to the second segment of our special story episode. And for the second segment, we are doing Nurse with a Purse. Um, with a purse? Nurse with purse. No, you said with a. Nurse with a purse? With a purse. With, with a purse. <laughs> <laughs> nurse with a purse. There you go. All right. My dumbass married the man who was using me for my money. He kept failing out of school and would ultimately refuse to work at all while spending all the money out of our joint checking account, forcing me to rack up thousands in credit card debt from paying bills. I was so young and dumb. I finally divorced him after finding out he was cheating on me with an 18-year-old girl from school. As soon as we split up, 
he moved in with yet another nurse who he used to help finish up his last semester of nursing school before leaving her as well. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, that, I mean. He has a good plan. <laughs> <laughs> this man was uh, strategic. Figured out. My husband and I have been together six years now. We started dating pretty young and stayed together while in nursing school. When we first moved in together, things were good. We split the bills. We went back and forth who paid for dinner, but slowly it turned into me paying. He stopped putting money into our joint account that paid for our bills, and he stopped offering to pay for our nights out. He kept telling me he was broke because he wasn't watching what he was spending, which was how, what kind of excuses? <laughs> like when I read that part, I'm just like, how do you, okay, never mind. He was buying things he didn't need. That's how you go broke. Yeah, which it's not like a explanation. Like the explanation is like, why are you buying that shit? Not, I'm sure she knows you're buying things you don't. Okay. <laughs> now he makes less than half of what I make. So I tried to be fair. We sat down and went through expenses and adjusted them so that I paid almost double in bills compared to him. I knew I made more and I was trying to give him room to have more spending money and savings, but he continued to be horrible with his money. It's been a year now of this and he still has no type of savings. Okay, wait. She's taking on more of the actual responsibility and then expecting him to get better with literally... Yeah, making it better for him. Like he's, Yeah, he's like, not like he's going to start learning. Yeah, he's just like, all right, sweet. This is me learning how to save money, but yeah. no changes are made. <laughs> um, we moved and I paid for all the expenses. He still doesn't offer to pay when we go out. He just sits there and doesn't even try unless I tell him he's paying or I refuse to pull out my wallet. He likes to suggest we go on walks around our favorite stores, which I say no because I'm trying to save money. He always says, we'll just walk around and we'll not spend money, but then I always end up with a cart full of items that I have to pay for. I never thought nurse with a purse would affect me, especially when he had no trouble splitting the cost before I became a nurse. Just say no. You know, when you're in a relationship, it's just when you're in it, it's much harder to do any of the stuff that you know is blaringly obvious to everyone else, especially once there's like an established pattern. I don't know. All right, guys, we save the best for last. And I, I would recommend if you are listening to this alone and it's late at night and uh, you're easily spooked, you uh, you might want to save this one till the morning. All right. Because for the next segment, we are doing ghost stories. Oh, yeah. I fucking nailed it. All right. <laughs> I think you came in a little late, but that's OK. OK. <laughs> OK. <laughs> I'm All right. Be, I'm going to seem so hypercritical. <laughs> it's your job, though. I am good at it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, ghost stories. I was taking care of this older lady who had encephalopathy, a UTI, and dementia. So not the best trio of diagnoses. Her husband and family were at bedside throughout her whole stay, and the husband never left her side. He always sat in the chair right next to her bed. A lot of nurses thought the husband himself should go down to the ER because he had a terrible cough and just kind of looked horrible every time we went in there. One morning after shift change, after I had already left, I found out later that night that the husband had been coughing up blood, so they sent him down to the ER and he had an EGD done. It turned out the husband had lung cancer, and while he was getting his EGD done, they had nicked an artery and he ended up dying on the table. Nobody told the wife anything about the husband yet. The family wanted to wait until her mental status had improved a bit. But the night he passed away, the nurse who was taking care of the patient came out of the room and said, she keeps asking me who the man is sitting in the chair next to her. We were all pretty convinced that it was her husband. However, she didn't know that he had passed away yet. All right, next segment. 
EB transitions again. So I was on one of my last shifts of night shift orientation in the ICU slash SICU. We are a small hospital outside of a large city. We have eight SICU beds for cabbages and 16 ICU beds. This shift, our patient is a little old lady. And while we're doing our assessment on her, she looks up and says, can you tell that man to stop pinching my feet? He's bothering me. I look at my preceptor and she looks at me and says, what are you talking about? There's no one in here. I get freaked out a bit because she keeps insisting someone is pinching her. My charge nurse walks by for rounds and I casually mention that the SICU is haunted, but did not tell her what we had just experienced. And she goes, yeah, there's a guy on this side who likes to pinch patients' feet. What? Our patient just mentioned that someone pinched her feet. Honestly, I would check the circulation. Yeah, actually, that's a good call. <laughs> like, you know, your feet start going if you numb. you getting tingly pre- and numb, I would literally check the circulation. But why would that be happening to everyone at that side of the city? Especially since they had cabbages. Oh, wow. Look at Emily putting all this the... This is the floor that I worked on. <laughs> <laughs> this was not me. All right, why, don't you, why don't you tell us about cabbages? I'm no. no. <laughs> all right, next story. Last story, last but not least. I was working in an older part of the hospital at the end of a long hallway that we were using as a temporary post-op unit while ours was being remodeled. Our education area was little more than an old sits bathroom with a desk and a phone. There was only room for one of us to be there at a time. We were working late and I just discharged our last patient and was in the education area breaking down the chart. Then I felt someone behind me and out of nowhere, I got slapped on the butt hard. I jumped, spun around, and yelled at my colleagues, except no one was there. The long call was empty, as were all of the rooms when I checked them. I got very uneasy and got the heck out of there as soon as I could. Apparently, a former patient had killed himself in the hospital years earlier and would occasionally torment the nurses. So just some perverted ghosts going around grabbing butts, which... Makes sense with every old man yeah, patient. Yeah, that sounds like... Ghost, okay. dead or living. <laughs> I don't know a nurse, male or female, who at some point hasn't had any kind uh, of sexual harassment. Yeah, some patient say something or grab. Yeah, or, yeah, yep. And the old men get the bad bad rep, but you old ladies, you're they're aggressive. I think the old ladies will tell you, like, tell the girls, like, about. Well, did you see that? Yeah. So, they'll they'll verbally tell us about the old you guys. Men do that too, though. <laughs> okay, that's true. I don't hear it the other side. All right, guys, that wraps it up for this week. Thank you guys for listening. And I hope you enjoyed our, that's it's a bit of a bonus. Mini story. So yeah, it's just a, a story. So just a little, little bonus. We got a few big things coming up in a couple of weeks. We're excited to share them. But we can't do it yet. Very excited. But yeah, we got to keep that under wraps. Still things are more, more in place. And as always, you can always check out the merch store. We'll be updating things in there as we get them. And just a quick thank you to our sound engineer and multimedia specialist, Brandon. I will put all his information in the description. So if you're looking for him, you will know where to find him. And as always, uh, thanks to my assistant slash manager and basically all in one. Just uh, me. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> Emily helps with a ton of stuff. She makes a lot of things possible for this podcast and the stuff we do on social media. But we appreciate all of you guys sending in the stuff for EB. We are incredibly Grateful. thankful for the content you guys submit. And we look forward to doing more stories. We're actually loving this. I didn't realize how much fun. It's it, been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. A lot of work, but also a lot of fun. Thanks again. Bye.